entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. Or this pop, this hot, or this strong. With so many different flows, this one's for this song. And the one I switch up, this one will get bit up. It's fucked too late to make up shit. They crazy, they don't. Paint pictures, they just yeah. trace me. You know what? Soon they forget where they club. We back in the building, man. TBD. Um, I would say something changed, but nothing changed because it's still snowing outside. We're still in a winter wonderland. It's still a snow globe, it's still snowing, and I'm like, <laughs> at this point, I'm over it. I don't know what grass looks like anymore. I haven't seen that in a month of Sundays. A Sunday full of months, the whole thing. I'm just like, bro, like, can I get it? Was about what I'm gonna say it's like it was like 38 degrees the other day. I walked outside, like, maybe I only need a hoodie today. <laughs> <laughs> and I just show you where we at, and like, That's it. we complain about the snow, it's getting bad down in Texas. Like, the crazy part was, it was like a joke at first, like, it was like. Man, Texas over here complaining about some cold weather. Like, y'all don't even know cold. And then, like, shit really started to get kind of dark down there to where it was like, oh, like, y'all really not even prepared for something. Yeah, like, it was, it was at first, it was like the normal, oh, shit, the South got a little bit of snow. What, they got an inch? They had to shut the city down like Atlanta did. What, they got two inches? Oh, good golly. I don't even know how much snow they really got, but the problem is the cold. Like, mm-hmm. It's frozen solid down that joint. Like they don't even expect to get cold like that. Mm-mm. So hopefully it's cool down there for them, man. Because that's a city under siege in a bad way with the cold. Your city is in a bad, bad, bad place right now. In a frenzy. Cold hearted for sure. <laughs> <laughs> City of brotherly love, they say. Cheese steaks and Rocky. Shout out to BC. <laughs> the tourism nigga, you know what I mean? For sure. Love that guy. But your city is uh is your city relieved right now? Are you relieved? Like your guy is out the books now. He's off he's he's, he's still on the books, but he's off That's the team. He's still on the books. He's off the team. Carson West is off the team. Man, it's <laughs> it's so many conflicting feelings. Like, obviously, we kind of knew this was down the pipeline and it was a possibility of occurring. But, you know, Adam Schefter said that was going to happen last week. It didn't happen last week. Ended up happening this week, towards the end of the week. But, I mean, we're not going to play semantics either way it happened. Wait a second. Wait a second. You was telling me Adam Schefter's a liar. I mean, he was. He's a liar. The motherfucker said last week. It ain't happened last week. But he said it was coming, and he said the team. Allegedly. And you was like, nah, we at least, least got to get a player or something. We would have to. Like, that's the 
But it's also it's the Eagles' fault that they didn't get anything from this deal. Like you don't sign a guy to a max contract and then a year later you trade him because one, you drafted a quarterback in the second round instead of drafting a fucking wide receiver. Like who though? Like I mean people there to get I mean, to be honest, you shouldn't have just got Justin Jefferson at the top of the draft. <laughs> there and available. Literally anybody, right? Literally like, anybody. Literally you could have gotten anybody. I think you didn't even have to name a big name wideout. Like y'all could have y'all could have took a wideout and missed. Y'all could have took a wideout and missed, and people would have been cool with it. Literally, like the 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 constant undermining of Carson Wentz is is just astronomical and you know everybody talks about howie and he deserves it like howie is is just an arrogant son of a bitch like bro how the hell do you have all these people around you with all this knowledge that you hired and you don't listen to any of them and you go your own path and jeffrey laurie is not absolved of any any of the blame either because his dumb ass is going along with with jeffrey with uh with howie roseman like yeah bro i think we should definitely get jalen hurts like i like him what are you saying you just gave this guy 40 million uh in uh, carson wentz you just gave him 40 million what are you talking about like you have a franchise quarterback. Now, do I did I believe that you know maybe Doug wasn't the coach for the long haul and maybe you need to switch some things up? Yeah, because Doug kept wanting to bring in some, you know, you know, guys that didn't really, you know, that weren't made, guys that didn't, you know, have a name for themselves yet. He wanted to bring under the radar guys in. And I just didn't feel like those were the type of guys that needed to, that needed to be in. The organization, the type of guys that need to be in the organization are guys that like Frank Wright, who are going to hold Carson Wentz accountable. That just wasn't happening. And so, like, do I agree that some changes need to be made? Yes. But the changes that they decided on making were just blasphemous. And then, I mean, I also have a gripe with Jeffrey Lord because how the hell do you let everybody else go? But Howie, like, and, and this is like, it's not like this is coming out of nowhere either, because Howie Roseman, uh, I mean, Jeffrey Lurie demoted Howie Roseman just, what, one, two, three, four, four, five years ago when we had Chip Kelly and he put him uh, in the back corner of the office because he was fucking up and couldn't draft. But then, you know, he gets a bowl and now everything's cool. It's like, damn, did he just fall into a fucking bowl? Like, is, 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 is he a broken clock? Is he just right twice a day like i don't know like i i, I i'm just really fucking confused yo <laughs> and i swear to god yates i swear to god if these motherfuckers draft a quarterback in the first fucking round i swear to oh. god i am going to legitimately question my fandom of the team like literally literally question it because i i, I cannot go along with the bullshit. I cannot go back to the team that continuously makes mistakes and fucks their team over from winning Super Bowls. I can't go back to that. I already know what it fucking feels like 
to to win a Super Bowl. It's like it's like having sex without a condom for the first time. You can't go back to having sex with the condom because you already know what it feels like. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck. You know this is so funny to me because the common thread from all my Eagles homies I know. They hit me up with all types of lines saying the same thing. If the Eagles don't do this, <laughs> I'm done with the organization. And once the this comes, it's all types of crazy shit. You saying if the Eagles don't draft a receiver, I'm done. One of my homies said if the Eagles don't change the front office, I'm done. You can read between the lines with that what you meant. But it's funny because... My homie sent me a, a, a text and it was a link to this little app thing about drafts, right? So you can put your team in. And over the last decade from 2010 to 2020, it shows the rank in which you had your draft. How good it was out of 32. Boxes, green boxes, red boxes. Obviously red is bad, green is good. <laughs> 2014. Guess the rank for the Eagles draft. 32. 31. Mm. 2015, 16 was the rank. 2016, nine was the rank. Really good. Then 2017 happened. And I don't know what happened, but y'all went from the ninth best draft to the 29th. Then y'all doubled back in 18, had the sixth. And then 19, 2019, you're at the 31st. So the inconsistency is showing me something. And the constant isn't necessarily, you know, the quarterback or the players. It's the people who are making the decisions. And that's Howie Roseman. And like you said, I don't know how you can go from the back corner to calling shots. When the reason, the whole reason you got sent to the back corner, because the shot that you was calling wasn't the shot that should have been called. Niggas is hanging up on you. But then you know what happened? They said, oh, we got this ball right back where he was supposed to have been. Let me take this fleece off real fast. And that's what the Colts did to y'all, man, because not only did y'all not get a player, y'all didn't get a first. Y'all got a conditional second that could turn into a first and a third. Now, the conditional thing is a little interesting because it's like, well, if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the season, it turns into a first-round pick. Okay, cool. If Carson Wentz plays 80% of the season and the Colts go to the playoffs, it turns into a first. So you got two outs. Which cool. they will. They will definitely hit on one of those, for sure. Yeah, but like, but like my question is, like, well, did, did Howie take that with the thought that, well, this dude, if we look at the analytics, I wonder how much – he's played percentage-wise since he's been on the Eagles. Has it been more than 75%? Because if it was, then maybe it's a smart move by Howie if the analytics folks want to look at it like that. Oh, I don't think this guy's going to play 75% of the season. We have better odds getting the first that way since the Colts aren't moving off their offer. That's a... Cool way to look at it. But the bottom line is they fucking ripped y'all heads off with that, John. Because y'all didn't get a first. We just saw Matt Stafford and Jared Goff get exchanged for all types of wild stuff. 
but only one of them was in an MVP conversation. I mean, Jared Goff was, but it was in in spite of his talent. It wasn't because of him. He just had a good year. Right. He had Todd Gurley getting 20, 30 touchdowns in the backfield. Carson Wentz was doing it. He was in the conversation before he got hurt. So maybe he was looking at it like, all right, he ain't going to play the whole season. He's known to not play a whole season. Maybe we can finesse it that way. But the bottom line is <laughs> y'all have lost every angle, every angle of this deal, of the whole Carson Wentz situation. Y'all got the bowl, even though he didn't play in it. He was a reason that y'all had there, that, that y'all had the opportunity to even be there. Okay, cool. Silver lining, but in the totality of everything, like, yeah, he had good numbers and all that, but he wasn't on the field pulling that thing up. <laughs> yeah. He was at the crib somewhere. So I guess it was a success because y'all got a bowl at the end of the day, and that's it. Don't give it. Don't really matter who did it. Y'all got the bowl. But can you just say like out your mouth now, finally, that like you don't have no attachments anymore? That like Dak better than him? No, I don't. I, what the fuck? What the fuck, y'all? <laughs> <sighs> I shit against me. You know you don't even gotta, you, you have no ties to this guy anymore. You can I say it. it's okay. This is a safe. This is what I'm telling you. This is I'm, a safe place. I've told you this from the rip. It's never been about just because he's been the Eagles quarterback. It's never been the reason for me saying that. At the end of the day, I truly did. Like, I truly believe that he was a better quarterback. I think if you put Carson Wentz in a good situation, he can be successful. Just like if you put Dak in a shit situation, he's going to be unsuccessful. When he doesn't have a running game, we saw how unsuccessful he can be. So, like, let's not act like these quarterbacks are different in the fact of, you know, one doesn't need any help and the other does. They both need help in order to be successful. I think that Carson Wentz has more intangibles and more throwing power you know, to be a better quarterback. I'm not saying Dak is corny because he's not. He's still a good quarterback. He's still an elite quarterback. But it, my preference and what I believe to be the better quarterback is Carson, for sure, a thousand percent. That's, you know, it's, it's it's bad because, like, I almost wanted to be like, well, let's compare Carson Wentz's best season to Dak Prescott's best season. And, like, Dak Prescott's best season, like, got cut short because he got hurt. Blah, blah, blah. So we're not going to do that. But – you said something interesting. You said, you know, if, if, if Carson Wentz is in a good situation, he's about to be in a great situation now. He, he the, Colts have a, the Colts have a pretty, pretty good offensive line. He, a solid run game. He's about to win the bowl. He's about to what? He's about to win a fucking Super Bowl. Chill, yo. Chill, yo. I mean, like... Well, yo, yo. Well, let's, say, let's, say, let's, let's say they go and get... They re-sign T.Y. Hill and go get Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin or something like that. Because what, hold on, what was the only thing stopping the Colts this past season? Because that defense over there is elite. So what was what was the only thing stopping them? The only thing stopping them, because they had a solid run game as well with that offensive line. The only thing stopping them was your guy, corny-ass Phillip Rivers, not being able to throw the ball down the field. That's what was stopping them. Now I, they have a guy. I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree. Who did they lose to? What do you mean? Who did they lose to in the playoffs? Who did they lose to? Yeah, I mean they made the playoffs. Something that y'all didn't do, but keep going. Who did they lose to? 
<laughs> we didn't want to win, make the playoffs. There's a <laughs> we didn't want to be successful this year. We're cool with being mediocre. That's what you sound like. But who threw the game? You saw us throw the game. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I think that was savvy organizational decisions. I don't think that was a bad thing. Right. We threw the game. Exactly. We threw the game. Yeah, but like the Colts lost to a respectable team, and at the end of the day, were they going to be? Were they going to be? Or, was Philip Rivers going to be the reason why they wouldn't beat the Chiefs, or would it have just been they lost to the Chiefs? Or do you think they would have beat the Chiefs? I think they would have had a better chance if they would have had a quarterback who could throw that ball farther, bro. Oh, Philip Rivers had threw for forty four thousand plus this year, bro. But they didn't lose. They didn't lose because of Philip Rivers. They lost in largely because the players around him, mainly the passing attack that he flourished in with a, a revolving door of players and not your guy, T.Y. Hilton, that you love so dearly. <laughs> I mean, he did well. They lost because they lost. It's not like, the, it, not like it wasn't like they lost because of Phillip Rivers. Now, we're going to see. Carson West is there, younger dude, Frank Wright, familiarity, the whole, the whole nine. He's going to be tripping if he's, if he's, mentally, if he's mentally cool. <laughs> you know, that's so we're going to see. Mentally cool what? Like, that's like being... Is he mentally strong to you? Like, that's literally like being in your own personal workplace and your management continuously undermining you day in, day out, year in, year out. Like, you're not going to have the the mental capacity to take that, that mental beating year after year. Nobody can. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's We're like not comparing corporate America to the sports world, but it's the same. It's it's comparable. Nah, because if you get undermined in your regular workplace, you're not performing. That's one thing. You can't do anything about that once you get that label in the corporate world. Yeah. But in sports, you control and dictate your position on the depth chart. If you start fucking up. All right, well, let's get some insurance because this guy's not healthy. All right, cool. That's a terrible decision because you can go and get a backup who you know is not going to play, but you break the glass if you need. Where is he? That I agree with. But where is he fucking? That I agree with. But my thing is, where is it? At the end of the day, what do you? Okay, so look, let me paint the picture here. 2017, he has an MVP year. After that season, we re-signed Nick Foles. We bring him back. Okay, I get it. You know, want to have insurance. But that guy just won a fucking bowl for your for the first bowl ever. But the guy who was injured who didn't play in the bowl is the only reason why you got there. But the guy who won it is getting more praise. Now it's like his or him, uh, this guy or this guy, this guy or this guy. Then it's then Who's you, guy? Whose fault is that? You said what? Whose fault is that? It's, 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 it's nobody's fault that the praise goes to the guy who wins the fucking Super Bowl, yo. If you weren't healthy, that's nothing. There's nothing I can that's do. Not about that. That's not his fault. That's not his fault. That's why I said it's nobody's fault, but you can't use that as a fucking angle as to why he's mentally unstable. You're mentally unstable because you're not confident in your play and it dipped. It dipped after you got hurt. That's a different conversation. 
Did it not also dip because of the lip? Did the Eagles contribute to him being mentally fragile? Absolutely, 100%. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you are now looked at as the quarterback who lost his position to a backup and didn't want to compete for your position. Okay, fine. If you want, if, if it ran its course, it ran its course. I, like I said, I, I'm here. Me, Draymond, we on the same type, type tip. I'm here for player empowerment and player movement. Because like my guy said, <laughs> y'all got a problem when the player wants to get traded. But when the team decides they're ready to move on, that's just business. That's what Draymond said. And to get into the aspects of trading within the two sports between the NFL and the NBA, you see one league, the empowerment of the players is looked at as a, as a cool thing. Even though the, or, the, the owners in, that, in, in the NBA probably don't really like it. But, but what y'all going to say? We're a front-facing league. You know what our stars look like. The NFL stars, you can't tell what them dudes look like unless they, take it, unless they got their helmets and their pads on in the mall. That's just how it is. But I think Draymond was on to a bigger problem within sports in general because the NFL is trying to adopt slowly but surely that player empowerment movement and players recognizing and and using their voice. And I personally need to see Draymond do that more. I need to see him sitting on them them sets with, with Charles and them getting his shit off because his insight is the insight that people need to hear because it makes people uncomfortable. It makes conversations start to bubble up. Mm-hmm. Cause is he wrong? No, he's not wrong. <laughs> like, no, like he, Draymond is, Draymond is the type of person he's, I mean, obviously we're a lot like him where we, you know, speak our minds and aren't afraid to question authority at all. But Draymond's also speaking from a place of knowledge where he understands what's going on. And I just love like older people um, who talk about, hey man, this is how things are. Um, you're getting paid a lot of money. Um, this is the this is how these leagues work. Uh, at the end of the day, you're just supposed to deal with it. And it's like, no, shut the fuck up. That's not how things work. You're not just supposed to sit there and take shit and and, and, and not and not want better and not want more from your companies, from organizations. That's not what you should, that's not how you should go about things. If that was the case, things wouldn't have changed, uh, changed in the workplace since 1960 till now. We'd still be underpaying women. We still would be being discriminatory towards black people in the workplace. Like those are the type of things that would still be occurring if we just said, well, the business holds all the power and they're the CEOs and they're the corporation. So at the end of the day, what they say goes, no, question authority at all times, because at the end of the day, one, you never know what may happen. And two, they can never say they didn't know. Right. And at the end of the day, most of these systems and norms that we see within society and sports in general are antiquated things. They are they are accepted because no one has really even thought to question the integrity of it in the first place. Draymond is basically saying, look, treat us like people, not property, because we ain't your motherfucking property. Yeah, we yeah, y'all are the quote-unquote team owners. That's a different conversation that he almost started again. Yeah. Because, listen, that, you know, it's a concept. The, the, 
Draymond's a, 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 the player's voice. Yeah. You know, the the VP is Kyrie. These are forward-thinking people. Like, like it or not, like it, like the angles in which they approach these situations and these problems, they need to be talked about because they're old. You can't tell me like you dated. Like people look at these players and they're like, oh, they're you know icons and avatars on my 2k game mm. all right cool but they actually are real people so when you're upset because they want to leave the team that you like so much you like we talked about last week you feel this sense of like oh th this ownership like that's my team that's my guy but you mad when he want to leave but when the organization said it's time to move on you're like, yeah, it's probably time. He he's done enough for us. We give him a video when he come back. Everything's square. Nah, because those are people. At the end of the day, they got they got Andre Drummond sitting there with his clothes on in the damn in the damn in, in the stadium. Shit's wild, bro. Just warming up, hey, bro. We well, we probably gonna trade you in about you know a couple of days. Could be tomorrow. Could be today. Could be ten minutes ago, but. You need to sit down. We gotta protect our, our our asset at this point. We don't want you to go out there and get hurt, go out there and diminish your trade value. Now people don't want you no more, and that's crazy. And the Just crazy think about how that sounds. I, and, and I think I think players would be more understanding of it if they if you know organizations and teams also understood. Okay, if that's how you want to carry it, then don't don't say no shit. When we carry it a certain way as well, when we say, yo, I want out this, John, and we hold all the leverage and we use our leverage. Because at that time, you use your leverage to tell him to go sit down and go put his street clothes on, which is okay. That's fine. If that's, if that's how you want to act, okay. That is understandable. Okay, fine. You have the leverage in this situation. Cool. But don't get mad when I use my leverage and I have my leverage and I leverage it for something that I want and I champion for something that I want and get it done because that's something that I worked for and I was I was warranted with that with that power. Don't get mad. You can't you can't have your cake and eat it too at the end of the day. No, well and, and, and only people who think they can do that are people who don't see things through the prism of how reality really is. Mm, facts. And that reality is it, it, it comes with a side of uncomfortability. You, you have to be uncomfortable in these situations because otherwise, like you said, if you don't speak up, you never know what might happen. Change has to come through being uncomfortable. That's the only way because the people who hold the power don't have a fucking clue about what they're doing and how the optics of things look because they see things through the bottom line and not through how people are. And it's fucked up. It's a problem. I mean, this is what happens when you live in a capitalistic society. I say it all the it's time. It's a problem, man. It's a problem. Like I, I just, I just don't see how people could think that what Draymond said is a bad thing. Because people, know, like, <laughs> I, I just. What I, did he say that was wrong? Nothing. He didn't say anything wrong. People just don't. I, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess we're just part of that new generation of rebels, where it's like. We, I mean, I guess we're. You know who we're rebels to. People in Utah, because that's the one city in, in the NBA who we see constantly 
in the news every now and again about racial encounters on the court in the in the stadium. You got people getting suspended from coming to the gym, outright banned because you know they're a little uh, racist over there. That's the only uh, that's the only thing I can think of because we see these guys go and play in all these other gyms and whether the racism is in the other gyms or not, that's one thing, but they're not just outright doing racist things. And these NBA players aren't coming out and saying, you know, they said some stuff that I'd rather not repeat. Yeah. That's pretty much code for, yo, they, come on. They on some shit, Patch. You know, like, and, <laughs> like, it's a shame because the Jazz are now, like, must see TV. They beat my team. <laughs> They're must see TV. Appointment television. You man, Jordan Clarkson had a 40 piece on my squad. Baby Laker. Couldn't miss. Baby Kobe, Laker. Kobe Disciple. Like, it was just, it was lethal. I, I mean, my man Ben Simmons had 42. You mean cool, John? You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that. What? Because you came out and was like, yeah, I went out and had my career high. Probably played my best game ever. You know what I mean? Shout out to him for doing that. But it's like, your comments made me like, all right, bro. Because like now I got a year but you. Because somebody, yeah, I felt disrespected when they had Rudy Gobert on me. It's like, yeah, but eh, you should also feel disrespected when they got these little niggas on you too. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Don't, don't, you mean, don't, don't spit in the air and tell me that it's raining. Don't do that. <laughs> Cause I see it's coming. Like, come on now. Like you tell me you, you was flourishing and snapping off a good game because you had Rudy on you. Like, bro, you should do that every night. That's a different conversation. Like the bigger thing to me is like, okay, you preaching today. The jazz are crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. The bro. Jazz, like, they, they give me kind of a, like, a Atlanta Hawks when their whole team made the All-Star game and it was cool, comic, and then they got the ass bust. That's what they kind of feel like. Yeah. Now, great, they got different guys at the helm. New age NBA. They out here knocking down threes, playing defense. I saw a stat that said they ain't been in a competitive game during this run of 20 and 1, 19 and 1. Like they're not even playing close games. Clutch minutes, clutch time out of advance shit. Close. I mean, I thought our game was kind of close. It was, you know, back and forth. They I mean, yeah, I, that's what I thought too. Until, you know, the nerds and the analytics folks talk about crunch time is X, Y, and Z, and the Jazz haven't played in that avenue. And I'm like, okay. Carry the three, move the one. Yeah, move the decimal, count how many miles <laughs> go into the brand. You know how they get, but it's like, it's like at the end of the day, it's like, damn, the Jazz look. They look like the best team in the league. I'll say it again. They're playing the best basketball. Are they the best team in the league? No, I don't I don't think so. But you can play the best basketball in the league and still not be the best team. That's just how I mean, they can play yeah, for a stint. Yeah, like a run. Yeah, yeah they, they, they hot right now. Yeah. You know, the Suns, not the Sun, because that motherfucker ain't out here, but the Suns... <laughs> They're 
I think the the not the bigger story, but it's a good story to see because of Chris Paul. And I'm not a big fan of Bull. But I'm back. I was lit. I was back. I was back. I was back. I was back to now. I, you know, I was about to come for you now. Cause you know how you be, and you hate not, Chris Paul. You hate him. Not that I hate Chris Paul. You hate him. I just I just like to keep it a bean about Bulls, especially guys <laughs> like that who everybody love for. Yeah, man, they killed it. They killed it. He is doing the same. They 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 top four seed, bro. He's to be honest, bro. He's insanely lethal in that pick and roll, bro. I watched him run the pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton and Dario Sarge and was whooping the Sixers' ass. Like couldn't do nothing about it. He over here coming off the screen, driving hard, seeing his fucking backdoor cut coming, acting like he's going to lay, and then throws it back for the slam. Like it's. It was it was like he was writing a play and acting it out at the same damn time. I he, he's and then and then and then it was like yeah you know Dev Book just chill out bro wait till the fourth quarter and then get your shit off. Then Dev Book in the fourth quarter just takes over and just cements the win and it's like what the fuck. And they got Jay Crowder on the outside playing lockdown D hitting threes. Got my man Mikel Bridges in the corner hitting knockdown threes and grabbing boards and shit with one hand. Like what like they are just doing too much down there in Phoenix, bro. They are. They are. It's it's crazy because like their 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 most recent win like Dev Booker ain't even scoring the fourth when they won the game. <laughs> That's the crazy part. They not, they not even needed him. They like, bro. If we need you, we'll have you slide in this job. But if you know, not- CP, CP, take this forty footer. We got, we out of here. Like they, they a good team, man. I, I'm not a big fan of Jay Crowder for some reason. He does some things I just don't feel. What? Like he's on my list. I got a list of players that like you probably like. Why you don't like these guys? But like, I got obscure reasons. <laughs> Like he's on the list. Like Shane Battier's on the list because he want to take charges and everybody loved that shit. I didn't like it. I think that I thought that was cool. I fuck with. I, I bet I you. With my, oh, I say this. I fuck with Miami Heat. Shane Battier. Uh, that's what I'll say. Yeah, that's the one I didn't really like. But I ain't gonna get stuck with him. Like Corey Brewer's on my list. Yeah, you can have him. He for the he for the birds because he only want to play great basketball against the Lakers. I don't feel that he come on the Lakers and now you. You mean he looked like he looked like my man Tay Rock. You watch battle rap, but you get you. You mean? But the one guy I hate the most is Greg Monroe. You know why? He asked. No, no, no. NBA All Star Weekend is coming up soon. You know, it was cool. It's great time. Something I always used to like to watch is the last two, three minutes of the games. You know, the 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 Rising Stars Challenge and the NBA main event, the All Star Game, because you got you get to see like a little duck contest. Mm-hmm. Live in-game stuff going on. So I remember a year, you know, John Wall and these dudes, they running around and boom, foot to ankle shit. Ankle, boom, all types of wild dunks. Wall getting lathered up. He throw the ball up to himself, go to go grab that joint. Guess who comes and hates? Greg fucking Monroe. Look it up on YouTube. And you'll see how corny it was because the plays before, the dunks before, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. I'm sitting up, getting ready. About eight seconds left. Wall lob it up to himself. Bull comes and steals the bounce pass. Not even like a oop from somebody, like a pass to myself. I'm not here for that. He's on my list. I don't know if you have a list, but he's on my list. 
I mean, my list will obviously lead off with Russell Westbrook just for <laughs> for all people. I, just, I hope you got some people that like people like who? I don't don't really like Russell. Is y'all know why? It's just the inconsistencies and the overhypeness. I just I can't really fuck with this. <laughs> um, I don't really think. To be honest, I like a lot of people's games. I think Giannis is a little overrated. I don't really like his game either. I don't like. Oh, you mean a guy who's the the on the team that has lost like four in a row right now? And yeah, who who's struggling? Uh, I mean, oh, oh, but 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 they don't have Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's been out for a little bit, so I I'll temper that statement. That's like the double time MVP, Mister Giannis freak man, all that fly shit. Can't do nothing with him. Can't do nothing with him. Nothing. It's your guy, yo. I mean, to be honest, though, Kobe was on my list for for a while, and it wasn't. Yeah. But it wasn't. But here's the here's the thing. I never, I never disrespected Kobe's talents. Like I knew Kobe was always a talented player. I just didn't like at times where he forced shots. Like that was just my thing. I don't necessarily like that all the time. But I know that's a me personally thing. How I like the game. I never said that Kobe was overrated. And I'll never say that Kobe's talents are not what we all believe them to be i just didn't like that and especially in the finals and in playoffs sometimes you know he's taking bad shots and i wasn't fucking with it but that was just something that i had to deal with internally but that was that was like a me thing like, that was really you got some fun. you got some nerve man <laughs> at least i'm not Hey, yo, bro, at least I'm not meek out here, you know, stating these corny-ass lines that you claim. No, 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 no. Time, out. time out, time out, time out, We're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> but what you're not going to do is say you ain't like how Kobe Bryant's shot selection was when you be on the court doing the same mother... Anyway, you said meek, though, right? Ball came out with that line, that bar, it's like... <laughs> it's like, all right. I mean, we really can't be the police on what people say, not say America, la, 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 land of the free, home and all that fly shit. You can say what you want. Yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Some things you just don't do, man. <laughs> like, Bulls had this, this up and down situation going on with his career. Like, he come at Drake, he's in the dumps, everybody raining down on him. Rock bottom, he dropped championships, come out of jail, the whole nine. We here for that. Music come back. Hey man, it sounds a little bit more refined. We're like, all right, he finally doing good for himself. Then he's on then he's at pools eating fries off his legs and shit. And it's like, ah, he's making it look weird. But then like you come back and you double down, you do this. Like now you're on a list with the wrong type of bars, like the questionable bars in the rap world that we've seen like we've heard biggie small say he do certain things you look so good i suck you dead like <laughs> like what like yeah, i drink your bath like what we're also <laughs> here talking about she ain't even knowing you losing sponsorships that's a bad list to be on and now the most recent guy we see is now meek hopefully he changes his ball because it's like bro you from the city Maybe that bar flies in two, three years from now, but come on, bro. It's it's too soon. That's exactly and the bar is not hot. This shit ain't hot. 
You keep saying, I mean, you you very particular with your music, so you- Is that a hot bar? Are you gonna go out and be like, damn, you know what really stuck in my head? That chapel line about code. In the middle of, of a bar, uh, in the middle of a setup line about women seeing you and not seeing you and a little bit of money. I don't, what? I mean, I can, I can feel, I can feel you on that. Cause I, I mean, it's just like, why, like it was no need. Like you just threw it in there just cause type shit. Like it was no need to really throw it in there. But I agree with you on the, in terms of, it was just poor timing. Like bro, like it only happened a year ago. And also we've been in a pandemic, bro. Like nobody's really been doing shit. So you drop in a song, like we haven't even really had time to really mourn that situation correctly because we've been stuck in our cribs, not being able to do shit, thinking about all the bad shit that just happened the past year. And Kobe was, the start of highlight bad things, yo. Like, like, bro, like, I don't like also, like, that motherfucker be hanging around Michael Rubin and all them. He ain't got a PR person, ain't nobody telling them to do yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, you said what, yo? Hey, hey, yeah, like, the engineer didn't be like, hey, yo, bro, you said, <laughs> hey, yo, bro, you said what, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> press the talk, man. Hey, cuz. Hey, like, hey, bro. Damn, like, ain't nobody helping him out. Oh, Melody. Hey, bro, I know I only, hey. Hey, 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 bro. Hey, bro, I know I only uh, mix it down and, like, you mean, like, produce the beat and all that, but, like, I don't think we should throw this bar in this track. Like, where is that guy at? So bad. You know I mean, like, where is the person to be like, hold on, bro. We, we can't really rock with that one. <laughs> Cause it's like it's like it's like dog. <laughs> yeah, you're it ain't even like it's a hot bar. Like, like bro, I could see if it was a hot bar. <laughs> Something that is like, well, all right. Like, I can feel why he said that. Like, maybe he said it crazily over a, a part of the beat where the beat drop out, or a hi hat come in and really take it off real fast. Nah, it was just not one of them. It's not one of them joints. Like, it's not like a. Like Rick Ross bar was terrible. But at the time it was like shit, well, he was flowing when it came, like so that shit went yeah, at least a little you know I mean like it was at least a little, a little catchy. Ain't nothing catchy about meek and a chopper. It's not catchy. I'm cool. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing to say. It's almost as ridiculous as me coming in this joint. Sitting there looking at you and be like, hey, uh, Mr. Trice, you had a really, really good performance at work today. And I saw your girl come out and tweet, uh, my my man's cuts made ESPN. What's that relationship like? What's that like when you come home? Like, what do you guys talk about? Oh my God. I told What are you gonna say to me? I'm like what do you expect, dog? Like, it's my fucking girl. Like, what? <laughs> I live with her. <laughs> do I have any liberty in asking you about that? First off, I don't know how that relationship pertains to my play on the court slash field. And two, why are you stuck in my woman's tweets? Like, she, she's her own person on, on social media. She don't got really nothing to do with me. And Technically, all she's really doing is supporting me, which is very obvious, which also means why the fuck are you asking me that? Because Do you know why I asked you that? Um, 
because you're trying to be introspective and and think of a a good question and a, and a question that nobody would think to ask. A reporter asked Steph Curry that after his game. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Well, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. You know, and like, no, I was I was just clarifying in case that went over people's head. Like, I just randomly asked you that question because that's ridiculous. But oh, yeah, true. You know, you gotta explain things for people. You know, they'd be confused. Yeah, it's just like, bro, like these are the people who have access to these players and then people get mad when the players don't answer questions or answer questions rudely and all we see is a little five, six second bite of a Russell Westbrook and a reporter and and, and it's really kind of like, oh, cringeworthy. This is why, because if Steph Curry was one of them rude dudes, I'm pretty sure he remember who that who that reporter is. And every time he asked him a question moving forward, he would probably go out of his way to make sure it's as difficult as possible for you to write your fucking story. Because why are you asking me shit that ain't got nothing to do with the game? And it's all it's all hee hee ha ha right now because Steph laughed Yeah, like, but let it let it have been. Uh, KD or Kyrie or Draymond, they would have been like, "What the fuck is you talking about, bro? Like, what? It would have been a different like." And it's not a. Knock- imagine if you asked Draymond that. Draymond would have laughed and be like, "Fuck type of question is that?" Literally. <laughs> and then it's, "Oh my god, Draymond is just—he's anti-reporter. He fucking hates the media. Blah 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 blah. This guy's getting paid too much money to talk to people like that. He's making people's jobs difficult. No, you're." Overstepping your job's qualificational boundaries. Asking dumbass. That's what you do. What type of question is that? And I, I mean, I, I mean, we, me and you both understand the difficulties of asking questions to, you know, players and stuff like that, and how tough reporters' jobs are. Like we work with reporters day in day out, but at the same time like that's the difference between elite reporting and just somebody who's in there asking questions is knowing the right questions to ask at the right time and knowing how to ask them like you this you just don't go in there willy-nilly asking some bullshit like read the room bro you got to understand the moment and time and situation to ask certain things that's what your job really comes down to it's just like if you were going to ask him about some type of relationship with his wife, you could have went on any other avenue. Hey, they call you Chef Curry sometimes, and your wife has a cooking show. Like, do you guys cook together often after big games? Like, maybe you'll get a way better answer off of a question like that. Yes. Not no, yo, you had a big game. Your wife tweeted some shit because I was following her, and you know, I want to ask you about it, huh? That's when you get the Russell Westbrook classic. Nigga, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Bashima? I'm gonna slap you. That's what dudes would do, man. Like, it's just like, come on, man. Like, we yeah. gotta do. <laughs> what your guy Dollar say? We gotta do better. Please? <laughs> <laughs> like, we have to do better, dog. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, you just can't ask people stuff like that at all. But you get a privilege to do it, so you know you never know what you're gonna see in the locker room or in the press room these days. I guess the Zoom room now because it's, you know, it's a, it's a pandemic. 
I mean, the weirdest unless thing, you're in Atlanta. Facts, but the weirdest part as well, like that shit didn't just only happen to Steph a few nights ago or last night, whenever it was. The same thing kind of happened to Serena Williams last night in her presser. Like they were obviously asking her about, you know, how tough it was to lose to Naomi Osaka and, you know, what this means for her career. And like, she was answering the questions and then they kept asking the same question over and over. And it's like, I'm basically telling y'all like, even like she said, like, even if I was gonna walk away or retire, I wouldn't tell y'all, like I, I just said that. So then for you to ask me that question again is like, are you listening to what I'm saying? Are you reading the room? And are you paying attention to the conversation that's going on around you? Because why, you know what why do you keep asking that? And then now it's, why Serena walk off? Like, was that needed? Like, she's being a crybaby, like, why is she not being a professional and just answering the questions? Because she already answered the goddamn question. Y'all just didn't like the answer. And the, and, the, and the worst part about it, the funniest part about it is you can wake up from a nap, be like, dee -dee -dee, check your phone. Serena Williams contemplating retirement after walk-off press conference, huh? Headline makes you think. Headline makes you think she don't flip the table, hit a, threw a racket at somebody, and got up out of there. Say, you know what, I'm fucking out of here. No, she's just. But you know, it'll take four seconds and turn it into a forty minute bit on how good or bad a person is. Yeah. Got to do better, man. <laughs> People got to do better. That's all I'm gonna say. But look, man. <laughs> Hopefully, the weather gets better because. Uh, it's looking real snow globy out this drawing again. Yep, started to pick up a little bit. Got work a little bit later. So uh, just pray for me out there. Pray for me. Yeah, I hope you got a, a hotel because otherwise that travel time is going to be TBD because who knows when you're going to get into that joint. So you drive safe, brother. Definitely TBD. <laughs> oh, woo woo. Are you not entertained? Ooh. Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. Man.